1: Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single family homes all the way up to 600 plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show.
3: Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Hey, and uh, first of all, I got to say, Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. I am a father, got a three and a half year old uh, driving me nuts right now. He's in that why, why phase, why, why, why. Uh, But that aside, I I hope you have a great day, Uh, you know, with or without the trip to your, you know, your favorite restaurant, you know, stay safe, be safe, keep your head, you know, on your shoulders. And I'll tell you, for our part, we, my wife and I, our son, we will be hanging out at Lake Corpus Christi. So we're down south. If you caught last week's show, you know that we are out on the road again, tugging a little travel trailer that we finally got, tugging that sucker behind us. And uh, we were in the Austin Hill Country for last week's show. Well, today I'm coming to you live from a hilltop <laughs> right above Lake Corpus Christi. We're about an hour north of the city of Corpus itself. And, you know, as I like to do when I'm out on the road, I, I like to bring on guests that are operating in that area where I'm at, you know, for the day. Um, so I'm bringing on a guest today that is operating in this area, not in, not in Corpus per se, but but in South Texas. Um, in a market actually a little bit southwest of here and, and we'll hear about that market and now this this young man He's, he's built up a nice portfolio of single-family houses And now he's taken the lead role in some multifamily investments and we'll hear about that He's he served his country in the military and now he is servicing and serving his his community By doing what we do best at Lifestyles Unlimited taking a worn down unloved old apartment or or complex and turning them around into apartment communities that the you know the families living there are happy to call home we're going to get his story we're going to hear about those deals so hey without further ado let me introduce my guest this is brant uh joining us this morning hi brant welcome to the show how are you today
4: hey andy good morning i'm doing well how are you
3: all right. Hey, I'm, I'm doing great. Got up, had breakfasted with the toddler and pushed him out the door. So I've got the RV studio to myself right now. So it's nice and quiet. Um, well, to, to, to start off the show, if you would, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, a little bit about your background. I hinted at the military, you know, what you did prior to real estate and, and then, you know, how did you get into real estate? What took you down that that path?
4: Uh, Sure. Yeah. Well, first off, uh, obviously, happy Father's Day to you and yeah, thank you. Um, my father and all the other fathers. Um, obviously, I would not be here where I am today without my father's uh, gentle encouragement pushing me forward. So I, I appreciate that. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really not too sure exactly where to start um, with my story. Um, I can go all the way back to uh, when I was in college. I went to it's called the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy, and Robert Kiyosaki, the big investor he, he graduated from that same school uh, and one time he came and flew in on a big purple helicopter and talked to us and, and he said um, I' one thing stick, stuck out real clearly and that when he was talking to the whole regiment of midshipmen and he said you'd be shocked how many people uh, their house is the most expensive asset they own and I remember thinking like what I, I didn't even really know what he was talking about mm-hmm. uh, I, I had no clue um, kind of what he was saying, but at the time, my family my family still owns a big ranch, and I, was, I kind of thought, like, yeah, well, we own a big ranch, so obviously our house is worth less than that, but that's not what he was talking about. He was talking about income-producing assets that you live off of, and uh, so anyways, um, I graduated from the Merchant Marine Academy, then went in the Marine Corps, um, and then about 2016, Spring of 2016, I came home from my last deployment, and um, one thing graduating from the Merchant Marine Academy, they always told us, your job is protected by the Jones Act, which is an act passed by Congress saying you always like any um, port-to-port transfer of goods via the sea in the U.S. has to be carried by a U.S.-flagged merchant vessel. Like a, a ship, and um, so coming out, I thought, well, this will be easy. I have my license. I always have a job, uh, so I'm just going to train. And I still had, you know, all my college buddies that were in the merchant marine, and I'll just easily transition from the military into the merchant marine. Um, and right then, I don't know if you remember, but late or early 2016, oil prices kind of took a their first dive. And so all my buddies were had kind of slowly transitioned over the years to shipping offshore into the Gulf, uh, you know, running oil and working on those big oil platforms. Um, well, they had all started getting laid off. So they and and these people are, are highly certified. They've they've done all these courses, and they're very well paid. They They used to call themselves trillionaires. And they were forced out of the oil market and back into regular sailing and shipping. And so it was flooded with these overly qualified friends of mine, uh, who were taking huge pay cuts, um, in order to just do regular, you know, port to port sailing. And here I came, you know, I I thought I was well experienced and well-versed, uh, worked in the military this whole time. And, um, I couldn't. I couldn't find a job to save my life, and so, kind of simultaneously as that was happening, as I was transitioning out of the military, I was buying my first house. It was just a, you know, by accident. It was a lifestyles model house, three bedroom, two bath, two car garage, cookie cutter house, you know, track home in a neighborhood, and uh, I had gotten it for you know what I thought at that time was a steal, you know, five thousand dollars less than what I think it would appraise for and all that stuff. And while I was in the military, I was with Quicken Loans and and it was going perfect. Literally three days before I was supposed to close on that house, they called me and they said, hey, uh, you know, you're, you're not employed. I said, well, yeah, you know, I told you I was getting out of the military and trying to find a job. And they go, well, if you don't have a job, you can't close on a loan. And they literally, (laughs) I mean, this is legitimately three days before I was supposed to close. Pull it out from underneath
3: me. So, hey, I'm going to interrupt you there. I I hear the music coming on. So you're you're learning from the school of hard knocks right now, it sounds like. First of all, thank you very much for your service. If I remember, I think you were in uh, for about 12 years uh, prior to getting out. And, um, well, you're running into some difficulties. We're going to hear how you got over that hump when we continue with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor
1: plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: We're back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We're here to answer your questions and help you become financially free.
3: Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb, and on today's show, we're talking with an investor from the South Texas area. Uh, He's done a good number of single-family houses. We were just hearing about his first deal that he was about to take down, and he had to take it down out of necessity. You know, Congress puts things like the Jones Act into place; they try to help us out. (laughs) You know, best of intentions, I suppose, Um, but it doesn't always work out. You know, they 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 have plans, like we saw with the CARES Act, does it get distributed the way it should? No, we things fall through the cracks. We have all kinds of problems. But in in Brant's case. Well, he found himself struggling and and had to find a different path and landed on real estate. Coincidentally, Brandt, you mentioned that Robert Kiyosaki, he's well known for Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is a great introductory book to get folks into real estate investing. He came and spoke at your uh, Merchant Marine class uh, since he was from your school. And uh, that kind of ties the whole thing back to real estate after, you know, over a a decade, really. Um, Let me give out the number real quick here in the studio. Uh, If you have got any questions for me or for Brandt, you can call us at 855 855-497-4335, again. That's 855-497-4335, Or send me an email to askandy at l u i n c dot com. I check those throughout the break. That's askandy at l u i n c dot com. So Brant, getting back to that first house, you you were about to close on it, and they pulled the they pulled the carpet out from under you. What, what did you do?
4: Yeah. So um, you know, some of uh, my family members kind of knew what was going on. And uh, they came in and actually cut me um, kind of the same terms on the loan. But the precondition was was like, hey, we, we know you're good for it. Uh, we'll, we'll give you the same loan, but you need to be out of it in six months. So, um, you know, I just, just did it, right? Like, whatever, let's just go forward. I'll figure it out on the back end. And so we closed the house um, and then... I realized I started studying up on like how, how to get loans and, and underwriting and stuff. And I realized, Hey, you know, you have to have two months pay stubs and all this stuff. And so what I realized is I can, I can do this. Um, I'll just go in the reserves and I'll work for two or three months. That way I have two or three months pay stubs. So I can go back and get the loan it refinancing into a conventional loan. And uh, you know, and I'm saying this quickly. I mean, this is, you know, nights and nights of research and, and looking up and trying to figure all this stuff out, um, really the hard way of doing it. And, you know, then I realized kind of what a hard money loan was. Uh, my father's very comfortable with investing and stuff like that. So he, whenever I'd get hard money loan terms, he'd turn around and say, Hey, I'll, I'll undercut it by a, by a point and I'll, I'll get you the hard money loan. And I was able to build up, um, a portfolio of, uh, about five houses at this point in time. And uh, by doing this, so I'd go buy, you know, two houses in hard money, get them fixed up, get them rented out, and then I'd go do reserve duty. I'd, I'd pick up a, a reserve job for like two or three months. That way I could show that income. And then I'd go refinance them into a conventional loan. And about that time, uh, I was talking to my dad again, and he goes, Hey, there's this radio show called Lifestyles Unlimited you ought to listen to. Back then, uh, Steve Davis was doing the shows. And the first morning I turned it on, I remember him talking about this. And, I mean, the hamster wheel upstairs just started spinning 90 miles an hour. <laughs> and, and I realized, like, I was doing exactly what he was talking about. But he, he actually, like, had words for it and, and, like, a system that he was talking about doing. And I was just kind of accidentally fumbling into this.
3: You you were you were reinventing that hamster wheel that you just talked about, weren't you? You were exactly. learning by doing, um, going down yeah. a path that already existed, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, and and also just seeing all the mistakes I was making, right? Like, you know, instead of just going in there upfront with the money, and being like, hey, no, every all doorknobs are getting brushed nickel, and all ceiling fan, you know, all fixtures are getting changed out to brushed nickel, which is relatively cheap to do. You know, my thought was, well, just scrub it, scrub it harder, right? Clean it good. It, I know it's been there since the 1950s, but it'll work. Um, and and you can tell, uh, you know, if you looked at my houses, and now I'm actually having to go about, around full circle back to the original ones in order to kind of, you know, I, I have refinanced them again in the portfolio loan, pulled money out, and gone back and fixed them up again. Um, You know, and it's just—it's such simple little things you can do. Uh, And I can't tell you how many countless hours I've spent researching it, studying it, and trying to figure it out. And literally, you can walk into lifestyles and and, in the first eight hours of talking to somebody in a class, you know, all of it is, is laid out at your feet.
3: Yeah, we've got the roadmap. Exactly. We, we we really do. And, and, and but you and 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 take solace—you're not alone. I talk to, I'm, I, you know, I operate out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I run into people all the time that are doing the exact same thing. They're reinventing the wheel. They're they're hitting their head against the wall trying to figure these things out. That you know, there's a lot of moving parts, but they're all fairly simple. They're all fairly straightforward. Yeah. And and if you align them in a row and show people how to do it, like we do at Lifestyles Unlimited, they do it much quicker, much more successfully. And with, you mentioned failing, you know, we, we skipped that step, you know, we skipped that step. Yeah. So you mentioned, you mentioned eight hours. So I'm guessing you, you got in, you heard on the radio, did you go to the free workshop or did you just go straight to the, the, the two day seminar, the financial freedom uh,
4: program? Well, first I, first I did the, um, you know, just the radio show, listening to it. And I, you know, I, I very much thought it was one of these scams. Right. And I remember the first time I went, uh, to the actual lifestyles. Um, building uh, here in San Antonio, Dell Wamsley came and he announced this new program and he goes, we are now doing a program called lead investors. And this is the one time you can get in right now. You know, and I remember thinking this is just such a scam and I, I left, but then I heard it on the radio again and, and literally everything they were saying, it, it just, it just makes it's common sense. But if somebody doesn't say it to you, you, you don't realize it. And so that's what it takes a little bit to kind of figure out. And so it took me another two houses and finally I went in and joined. And uh, so this was, I think I joined in February of 2018. While we were sitting in that class, David Fisher was presenting a house. And when when you're house hunting, you know, which houses are on the market. And I had already looked at that house the day before and I was, kind of scared because it was, uh, it was tilting pretty bad. It had a foundation issue. And David Fisher goes, no, these are easy. You know, Foundation, this is how you do it. And so I walked out at lunch. I called my realtor, and I put in the offer and bought it. <laughs> awesome. Like, while, while I was at the two-day, yeah, you, you can ask David Fisher this. And, uh, and then, like, next week I came back. Well, I didn't come back, but next week I closed on two more, so that rounded out a full ten houses. And so in less than two years, I did the classic, you know, 10 houses, retire yourself in two years. I mean, yeah, it can be done. Um, you... Yeah, so, so I had 10 houses, all, all making $400 a month, you know, tax-free. And then not only that, most of these houses, because I hunted so hard and this was my full-time job, uh, when I did my initial six-month refinance, I'd pull out several thousand dollars of equity, you know, cash out refi. Out of the
3: hard money. Yeah, already on the front end. Mm-hmm. So that's a great yeah. story. I, di- I didn't know. You, I didn't know you did uh, bought one of David Fisher's uh, demo houses. That's that's a great great story. We're going to come back. I want to hear about the lead deals. What came next? Because after the houses, you got you shifted gears, looked at something bigger. And I know that's what the listener wants to hear about. What's going on in South Texas? What are you doing in those apartments? And we're going to talk about that when we continue with the show. So stay tuned.
2: After the end of a good fight. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom.
3: Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb, and we are joined this morning by Brandt. Brandt is in San Antonio. He's picked up, we've heard so far, 10 single-family houses. By the way, if you don't know this, if you're investing and you're buying houses in your own name, you can do up to 10 Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac-backed mortgages. If you're married, if you do those loans in separate names, you can pick up 20 houses that way. That's the cheap money. And that's what Brant was targeting by, by going down that path and picking up those those 10 houses. And, and, and then we heard he, he, he then shifted gears. And we're going to hear a little bit about what he shifted towards here in just a moment. And I love that story. <laughs> Because I hear about it, David Fisher, he does our our two-day seminar, that's our financial freedom program, and I'll I'll tell you how to learn more about that here in just a moment. But he he conducts the two-day financial freedom program, and and he'll pull up a house in a market where, you know, if he's doing it in San Antonio or Houston, wherever he's at, he'll pull up a house and say, this is a good candidate. You could buy it, and he'll walk through the numbers and show show you how it works. Well, Brant was sitting in that two-day. David pulls up that house. Brant, on the lunch break, goes out, and he gets that house. This guy, he's he's clearly moving quickly. He he sees the model. He's made some mistakes, right? Do, do trying to re- reinvent the wheel, go down his own path, and it finally, lines up with lifestyles and is able to re- then move very very quickly. You know, learn that vocabulary, right, Brand? We talked about not even knowing what a hard money loan is, and, and and you learn the vocabulary as you get in the group, and 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 as you go to things like our financial freedom program, and I want to give you the the website where you can go to learn more about that. Um, it's a free workshop. Excuse me financialfreedomlivestream.com if you go to financialfreedomlivestream.com you can read all about our uh two-day seminar our financial freedom program you can join it's heavily discounted right now they'll they'll talk about the promo code there you have access to our vendor list uh guys that you can pull in for that hard money loan or you know general contractors whatever you need to work on that house or in brand's case now right to to work on uh those apartments again that's financialfreedomlivestream.com and we're doing those online uh, so you can check out when the next ones will be uh, scheduled. So take a look at that. And Brant, you sat in that two day with David Fisher, and that <laughs> that worked out great. That is just a great story. But then, but then you decided to shift gears and go down the path of multifamily. What what made you decide to go that route? And and I know you're you're a lead investor. What made you want to become a lead investor in particular?
4: Yeah. Um, so becoming a lead, I mean, I. I went into lifestyles, uh, you know, I'd researched it for well over a year before I joined, but I knew going into that two day, that at the end of it, I was going to pull the trigger and, and try to get all the way to be a lead. Uh, of course they don't let you just sign up to be a lead. First, you have to do the preferred investor and go through all your core curriculum and training and all that stuff. And, um, so I was actually kind of frustrated when I learned that because I'm, I'm very, uh, I very much have the Cortez model of burn your ships. Uh, You know, (laughs) when Cortez pulled up to Mexico, right, he burns his ships and they said, no turning back. And that's kind of where I was in my life because I knew um, I I couldn't get back into sailing, which I'd gone to a four-year Federal Service Academy to learn. I couldn't do a regular job. Uh, The wars were over, so I wasn't going back in the military. And so I, I knew straight up this is this is the way I'm going to strike out as a young man and and, and make my fortune. So, um, you know, I did the preferred investor, and I was actually kind of frustrated in the beginning because uh, the mentors actually wouldn't even let me become a lead yet. They, they said, hey, you need to do – probably because I'm a little bit younger or, or whatever. They said, hey, you need to do six months. We need to see you here. We need to see you actively participating uh, with the group and learning and then we'll, we'll give it to you. And by this time, I already had my 10 houses. As we both know, life is kind of boring after that because you don't do anything. Um, besides once a month, you know, you, you collect your paycheck. And um, so for about six months, I, I just canvassed the market in San Antonio on my own trying to figure all this stuff out. And I think I, I kept hearing from people that, once you get out of single-family houses into multifamily, it's, it's no longer just real estate. It's, it's owning a business. And Passives kept telling me, I'm looking for business people, business-minded people. And I did realize that was my weakness. Um, you know, no self and seek self-improvement. I always thought I was a businessman, but I'm learning today, every day, new things uh, about running a business. You know what? What does HR actually do? What is accounting? Everybody says get a bookkeeper. Well, you know, if, if you just let a bookkeeper run loose on your books, uh, one, you're going to have crazy bill, and two, they, they don't know what your actual goal is uh, unless you communicate that. So the, those were all things I had to learn, um, and they're not, they're not easily learned, and it's a continuous learning cycle that you go through, and really that's what – I think Lifestyles brings to the table – everything Lifestyles does, you can figure out and do on your own. People do it. But it just hits the fast-forward button on it, and it puts you around people who are much wealthier than you and have already been there and done it, and they can point you in the right direction. And it's not just an outside third party saying it. They're legitimately in the deal with you, so their success is ultimately tied to your success. So it is in their best interest to tell you this information.
3: And and in their um, best interest to make sure you get that six months worth of experience and go through right. that multifamily core curriculum. My wife and I just went through that ourselves, for example. It's lengthy. You know, yeah. there are twenty plus courses yeah. out there. Uh, we spent a lot of time, which during the COVID-19 shutdown, <laughs> we, we had the time, uh, stuck at home. But yep. um, you went through all that and then did the lead certification on top of that, right? That, that, was, that was a Correct. place. Yeah. Okay. But, but but like you said, they're getting into that deal with you. They want to know that you're going to succeed. And when you go, you know, when you jump through all those hurdles, go over all those hurdles, you, you're going to succeed. You, you've shown that you understand, right, the material. You understand what goes into that business, like you put it, and you're going to run a good business, Right. So you, absolutely. you, you absolutely. eventually came back around and, and obviously did, did the core curriculum and all that good stuff then. I...
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, as soon as they gave it to me, you know, I started doing it and uh, got it all completed. I mean, and when you're doing nothing else, and this is now your primary job, you know, I got it done in a week, maybe two weeks.
0: And,
3: and it's interesting uh, – you and I were talking, and you kind of hinted at this a moment ago. I think um, I, I like the way that you view the the business of real estate compared to, say, other businesses. You, you mentioned how you know other businesses, non real estate, will will fail. and And can you talk a little bit about that concept that you had of, of the number of transactions per year and, and how they allow you to to recalibrate as you go along?
4: Sure, sure, absolutely. I mean. You- once you are in a business, you can see mistakes other businesses are making. Like as soon as you walk in and look at them, you, you say, like, oh, man, this is chaos. Um, but let's say you're selling widgets. I mean, it, it's no wonder over 90% of businesses fail because you walk in and it's just it's rapid fire and you don't realize how quickly those transactions are happening and how quickly your payments are going. In real estate, you essentially have 12 big transactions every year, the, the first of every month right? And then you have 30 days to correct all that. So you have a little bit of breathing room. So the first of the month hits, hey, I have, you know, 20 units, 30 units, 50 units. Okay, we collected all these transactions. Now we have to figure out, um, okay, well, how do people actually pay? How does the money get from my manager's hands into the bank's hands? How do we actually reconcile all this? How do we pay our vendors? Uh, You know, I am a millennial, and I thought you just paid everything on credit card. I had no idea about cutting checks uh, or reconciling bank accounts. These were all things that I had to sit down and talk to some of my mentors and some of the people I met at Lifestyles and just go through this stuff. Like, hey, how do operations work? And when you're doing it live, it's very, it, it can be very stressful if you don't know what you're doing. So the beauty yeah. of the real estate businesses, it happens, and then you have 30 days to correct it if you screwed it up.
3: From and a rent perspective, you, sure.
4: Yeah, yeah. And then the Imagine. exact same thing is gonna occur, you know, 30 days from now. So all I have to do is figure it out once and then repeat it over and over.
3: Yeah. You and I were talking over the break that real estate is very forgiving. This is one example of that. The other is, you know, if you buy, you pay a little too much. Well, you just hold a little bit longer, right? You you can recover from mistakes if you make them. Now, Lifestyles is here to help you avoid those mistakes and be successful from the outset, right? But um, stuff happens, but you just hold on, and and you come out on the back end doing just great. And when we come back on the back end of this break, we're going to get into those deals you've done down. Welcome back to the show. This is Andy Webb, and I'm coming to you live today, just a little bit north of Corpus Christi, sitting on a bluff high above Lake Corpus Christi, and we've got Brandt with us on the show today. Brandt is over in San Antonio, and Brandt, he started out as a single-family investor, joined Lifestyles, improved his, his investing, and has since shifted gears to become a lead investor. We were talking a little bit more broadly, conceptually, about some of the things uh, you experience when you become a lead and a lead investor if you if you're new to the show if you're new to lifestyles that's a term we use within lifestyles a lead commonly is called a syndicator that's the the managing partner essentially that's bringing everyone together bringing the passive investors money uh, you know into the deal to help take down a big asset that maybe the the lead or the syndicator would not be able to do alone and and Brant he has fulfilled that role and Brant I got to ask you, you you mentioned a couple times being young um you know being a young guy about how old are you uh, I'm 33 right now. Wow, 33 yeah. lead investor already owns 10 houses, already in a couple of uh, uh, multifamily deals as again a lead investor. That's great. And I and I want to take that message to the to the broader listener out there. You know, if you're sitting on the sidelines, if you are like Brant, a millennial, and thinking, I, I can't do that. You can. You absolutely can. This this young man has done that very thing, and you can too you know it it helps to have a mentor it helps to have some guidance so check out lifestyles unlimited lifestylesunlimited.com to learn more there but let's let's now talk about those those apartment deals that you picked up just broadly where are those at you're in san antonio did you buy in san antonio
4: uh no um so i i targeted um a number that i wanted to return to my passes and that number drove me out into tertiary markets um it's not necessarily that i went looking in tertiary markets. It's just that the returns in the big cities are compressed a little bit um, for a number of reasons. Uh, However, so when I started looking and like I said, I scoured um, the bigger cities, San Antonio, Austin for a good year looking for the returns I wanted and I just couldn't find them. And I kept seeing them out in these tertiary markets. And so that kind of drove me out there. And the the issue is, is a lot of times when you see these numbers, it's, it's because these smaller apartment communities aren't ran um, as efficiently as they can be. You know, they, they've been in some ownership family for a long time, or um, somebody got into it that didn't know necessarily know what they're doing and didn't have the support system in place to prop them up. And You know, the the first deal I did, um, I actually had to go recreate the guy's books for him. Uh, He he was real nice. He worked with me the whole time because he he had no no real books. I mean, he he was saying these numbers and stuff, but he didn't actually know. And so I was having to go through all his receipts and and recreate his profit and loss statement for him, uh, help him out with his rent roll, uh, stuff like that. All he knew is that, hey, his bank account was getting bigger, so he didn't really care. But unfortunately, I was trying to get a, uh, I guess, fortunately, I was getting a non-recourse loan on it, a Fannie Mae loan, and they don't do, uh, you know, just fly by night. Yeah, sure, it's making money. (laughs) You you have to prove it in documentation.
3: Keeping your notes on a yellow legal pad, right? That doesn't doesn't fly.
4: No, no. And so kind of. Interestingly enough, as as we were closing it, I had to extend it for 30 days to close to help him rebuild his books. And he was—you could tell when we first went on a contract—he was very frustrated and done with running an apartment complex. I mean, he—he's a—he was a classic. What you had heard of um, tenants' toilets and whatever the, that is that everybody always says that frustrates mm-hmm. them.
3: Tenants will taxes, like, right? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Taxes. There you go. And, uh, cause he didn't have that support system. Well, as I'm recreating his books, I think he kind of started to realize how much money he was making. And then he also realized as I was, cause I would do his books. And then I'd kind of like look at my numbers and I think he I probably spilled the beans a little too much because he was a hundred percent occupied. Well, when you're hundred percent occupied, uh, that's the first indication that it's not the best-run apartment community because you're not pushing the envelope. And so when I was kind of just looking around next door, which there were other lifestyle members that owned down there, and realizing what they are getting for rents, and all I was doing was bumping it up to what the average market rate was. And uh, he was realizing just how much money he was leaving on the table. You could tell he was getting a little frustrated, but uh, we were under contract and storming towards a close. So, uh, anyways, we closed it, and it it worked out well. And uh, shortly, I guess, four or five months later, right across the street, another apartment community came up for sale. And it was almost the exact same scenario. I walk in there um, and look at it, and I I looked at the rents, and I was like, gosh, this is just so cheap. And, uh, you know, I knew next door I was getting substantially higher than that. So, you know, we went under, went under contract and closed the deal. And immediately we just, all, all we're doing is asking for a fair price for fair value, right? It's not like we're gouging people or doing anything. We, we are running things efficiently. The residents are very grateful because we tend to issues immediately. Uh, we fix up their units where it's a, a nice place to live. People are proud of their community. Um, I remember, like when I first took over this community, there was trash just everywhere. So, the first thing I did was send out our maintenance guys and just pick up trash. And now, when I'm there, uh, every once in a while, I'll look, and you'll see residents going out and picking up trash on their own. Uh, as you know, down on the Gulf Coast, it's very breezy, so there's always something blowing uh, somewhere out of a trash can or something. And uh, That's it. so, when you That's see stuff like that, interesting.
3: You, you you've 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 coached them into being better residents essentially haven't you by by showing yeah, them sure. this is what it could be we'll we'll, we'll get yeah. you started now they've they've picked up the ball that that's great
4: absolutely and, and not only that i'm just like the some of the ladies in the community you know i, I don't know anything about plants or flowers and honestly like landscaping i was like yeah i throw you up the bushes in there you don't have to do anything but it was still nice right it was, it was organized now the place is like the Garden of Eden. I mean, they, some of the ladies just plant flowers everywhere to the point where I have to tell my manager, like, hey, if they plant some over here, you need to make sure you <laughs> plant it over there too so it looks symmetrical. Uh, but, you know, rose bushes and I can't even name all these things. They're, they're planting and you see them every morning out there watering them. And it's just, uh, it's, it's great. You can tell people are taking more and more pride in, in their community. And, you know, all that money um that we are making off of it we're not just taking it thrown it in our pocket and running a, a large percentage of that is turned around and reinvested back into the property um, whether it's painting whether it's, it's parking lots um coverings for uh parking interior upgrades whatever it is
3: but Did you have to it, do a lot it, of work on that first deal? Yeah. Or did he at least yeah, maintain did. it decently?
4: No, we, we had to he was definitely band-aiding it and you can tell that's where the frustration comes from right is like look look man just rip it all out and replace it stop trying to band-aid uh, these water pipes they're leaking everywhere you, you have to budget up front for a complete remodel of it and then now you have a system that will stay in place and work um, for the longevity of the ownership.
3: Yeah, it's your uh, classic mom-and-pop operator, really, you know, yeah, um, yeah. And, and that's why we say, you know, best product, best price. When you when you fix these things up front, like you're now doing as the new owner, that's going to reduce your maintenance costs. You're going to have happier community yep. on your hands. They're going to stick around longer. When you happen to raise yep. the rent, they're going to absorb that because you just gave them a better, a better place to live, didn't you? I mean, we see yeah, that. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Planting flowers yeah, I mean, I, and picking up the trash. Yeah,
4: everybody knows with them, right? What's in it for me? And you, you have to show those residents the whiff of it. Like, this is what you get in return for an extra $20 a month, which isn't much. And so once you're able to show them that, uh, you know, I, I don't think anybody knows that I'm the owner. Uh, but every once in a while, I'm down there with my manager walking around and you just overhear the conversations. And the conversations from day one of ownership to now are much different conversations. And so, anyways, it's um, it's enjoyable to do. It, it is a lot of work. Um, don't get me wrong. If if, if you're doing this, I, I wouldn't recommend doing it as a side hustle. It's uh, You need to be committed to it, especially if you're that lead, you know, passive. Sure,
3: yeah. You can do,
4: you can do whatever you, know,
3: you want. I want to be clear there. Yeah, I mean, as a passive, you're put, you're you're vetting that that lead investor, that that syndicator. You're you're vetting the the deal for sure. Um, but once you put your money into that deal, you're you're hands off, and and you've got passive investors from within the lifestyles organization that are invested with you. They, they I'm sure, they haven't been down to the property. They haven't made the drive south uh, to see the property. Now, you as a lead investor, you you've got to keep an eye on things. You've got to make sure things are running per per budget, per plan, and so on. So, um, how often do you have to get down that way?
4: Uh, I actually go down quite a bit, but, you know, realized, too, I, we did a uh, heavy lift in the beginning. So all the big projects, um, I try to be down there for most of it. I'm, I'm probably overly involved, but I also enjoyed doing construction yeah. and stuff like that. So, That's all hey, management. Um, oh,
3: I'll tell you what, the music's kicking on. We're at the end of the show, man. Time has flown by. You've got a great story. Young guy bought from what, our financial freedom program, bought a house at the Financial Freedom Program, essentially. If you wanna learn more about that, that, go to uh, uh, financialfreedomlivestream.com, and you can register, you can attend, maybe buy a house, hey, sounds like a plan. This is Andy Webb, Brandt, thank you so much for joining us today, and remember,